And welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast, everyone. My name is Dwayne, and today we have another episode of the Cinemania Live Show. As always, I am joined by my esteemed, fabulous, sometimes fabulous, sometimes annoying co-host Hannah Louise. Hello. <laughs> How are you doing? Uh, what's up? I'm I'm good, but I have a question. Yeah, what's up? What's that Friends Don't Lie clip from? Stranger the... Things, get with it! Stranger get with Things, it. that's what it's... I knew that it sounded familiar, <laughs> but I, I couldn't place it. Get with it! Was it was bugging the shit out of me. <laughs> that's the only thing. I was like, because I, ind- I, want, I wanted to integrate more TV into our intro because it's only movies and shit i mean nothing wrong with movies but you can't be like oh we're a movies and television podcast <laughs> and like you know i'm trying to get some i'm trying to rack up some clips for the last of us to put it into the save intro you can save. yeah yeah that's a good one because i was like i wanted to use joel but i was like i feel like it's joel is gonna be like you have no idea what Lost is. I'm like, that's kind of dark <laughs> for an that's kind of dark for an intro. So I'm like, I want to use something because I kind of want Pedro. Because with the Mandalorian one, that's not Pedro yeah. saying this is the you way. You do this is the way. Yeah, I already have that. But it's when the oh, it's yeah. when the lady says it. I mean, she sound she says she she sounds she look good when she say it. So it's like you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll integrate something with The Last of Us eventually when we get some more clips from that show. Uh, how you doing? What's going on? Catch me up. Catch me I'm having a great day. Where you been at? Let's talk. Uh, I slept until two o'clock. I missed the <laughs> announcement of the renewal. I bet you got so. Many I was messages. so. <laughs> I woke up to my phone blowing up, and I was like, "What the fuck happened?" Because I'm the, the so before the show started airing, mm-hmm. when my phone would blow up, I'd like be like, "Oh my god!" Like a clip release, like fucking, it got delayed. When that happened. When the show got delayed mm-hmm. to this year, that was the worst day of my life. I have never had more people in my like <laughs> inbox being like, I'm so sorry. Um, but <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, like a member of my family died. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Because the last one's literally airing. Um, and <laughs> everyone was like, wake up! And I was like, oh my God, stop, I was sleeping. <laughs> Everybody. Um, I mean, it's kind of... Listen, I feel like they put way too much money into the show to be like, mm-mm, bye. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's not surprising. It's not surprising, but it's but very, it's... It's early. It's, That's it. I mean, after that first episode, I mean, we can get, we'll get into it a little bit later into the show. But just after the first episode and the success and the trendingness and the, the numbers that was coming out, I mean, this was inevitable, but... I'm really, really happy that it's going, that it's like they're going to be continuing the show, of course, in HBO, you know, so really, really happy about it. Um, Okay, so before we get into all the Last of Us stuff, um, what's up with you? You been watching anything this week? What's up? Um, I watched, I rewatched Wreck-It Ralph last night. I saw. How was that? I mean, it's a classic. <laughs> I mean, I haven't watched the second one in so long. Rough. The second one, I'm, I'm a defender of the second one. I like it because I, I, I cried really bad watching it, but I've only seen it like twice. Yeah. But I remember sitting in that theater with a bunch of kids, like crying so bad. Um, I went by myself, by the way, in the morning, and it was like packed with parents and kids. It was so <laughs> embarrassing. Um, right. but 
I do enjoy the second one, but the first one is literally just a perfect movie to me. It's literally in my top ten favorite movies of all time. The first one? Yeah. I remember you yeah. saying that a while ago. It's so incredible. Um, And then I watched It Comes at Night today because it was my recommendation for movie club. Ah, oh, you and that damn It Comes at Night, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, man. It's literally like, it's basically The Last of Us, mm-hmm. but not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You and... So what have I been doing? I have been I'm I'm waiting for the new I'm wait I've been waiting for the new Harry Potter game to come out. Comes out in like two weeks. So I Are you playing it? Am I playing it? Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. I gotta make I know a, there's like this backlash, who, yeah. But listen, yeah. I gotta make me a black wizard. I don't know what to tell y'all, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like um It's always just it's it's a hard argument all the time because I'm like, yes, I know that um like obviously watching the movies, buying the movies, buying the books, you know, reading the books. Right. I mean the books are kind of a different story because that is really solely her. Right. But right. the movies and at least like, you know, the games, mm-hmm. um or the game, I guess. Uh so many people worked on the movies and the game presumably mm-hmm. that aren't pieces of shit and it sucks that yes she will profit from it no matter what mm-hmm. but you are also taking away from these people who put so much hard work into either the movies or the game it, it's a double-edged sword it, for sure it is and it's like it's either side either way you look at it it's like there's no win in it you know what i mean it's like because yeah. like you said if you're boycotting it you're boycotting a bunch of people's hard work it's like it's like the whole thing with the with the flash movie it's hard to for me i come on this show and i'm like dude i don't care about this flash movie because of everything that ezra has done but it's like it's andy muschietti's first big superhero movie so many people, uh, Sasha Cali as super, as a super girl, like just so much shit that doesn't have to do with Ezra that it's like, I want to support them, but it's like, I can't, but like, I know it's the right thing to do because they put so much hard work on it, you know, at least. So it's like, it's, it's, I completely agree. And yeah, it's kind of like, it's also the situation with JK and the Harry Potter stuff. It's kind of like the uh, the WWE right now. They're going through a lot of hardships because the owner of it has just been like a cute, you know, he's been like, he has allegations on, on him, you know, like a lot, like rape allegations, just a lot of stuff. But so a lot of people are like, well, I'm not watching the show anymore. But then, you know, all the wrestlers, you know what I mean? Who work hard to, mm-hmm. it's hard. So for me, the way I look at it is that I, I just, I... I don't know. I obviously do not stand by what J.K. Rowling has said, done, anything like that. But the movies has always held a special part with me right now, you know, since I was a kid. And uh, I've always wanted to, like, see. I mean, because there's 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 black kids in the movies, but they don't have any prominent roles, you know, because I'm watching. I even debate that because <laughs> yeah there's like a, yeah i'm watching them right now and there's like a few there's like a few you know sprinkled here and there but they don't they don't say they don't have lines they don't do anything you know so as a kid it was like you know i loved i love harry potter i love the character i bought i remember when um i was getting i had to i had to get glasses at a young age and my first pair of glasses 
what they had me choose, they had a Harry Potter brand glasses, and it was like the circle shits. Oh my god! One of the worst decisions I've ever made because, like, I look back and look at pictures, and I'm oh, like, "Oh, that's so cute." I look at pictures and I'm like, "Mom, why'd you let me go on with this?" But mom, she, you know, she's a mom. She wants me to see, wants me to be happy. I saw her Harry Potter <laughs> glasses. I'm like, "Oh, I want to, I want those." And she was like, "Oh, you know." So she, she, you know what I mean. So it's just like that. That's been like a big part of my childhood. So this game come is coming out. They're, they put like black hair in the game. You know what I mean? And, and I think the creators, they did that because obviously there's so many, uh, there's so many cultures who want to see themselves in that world, you know? So that's right. why they put the options in the game. Cause if you go down to history, if you go down to history, like carrot, like black and POC characters in games, like it's always a wash when it comes to like the hair options, when it comes to anything, you know, there's never any like nappy hair. So I got to have this black character with them, some damn like blonde looking thing on his head. You know what I mean? That's why when you remember when uh, Miles Morales, that game came out and mm. a lot of people were talking about, oh, my God, they got the hair right. Look at the hair. He got a lineup. You know what I mean? It looks so good. And another thing about that, too, is the the scene from Soul when they're in the barbershop. It's one of my favorite scenes like ever. Because you don't see that in, in animation and stuff like that. So these creators of the game, they put they put like a bunch, they put black hair in the game, they put the textures, it looks so good. And I'm like, man, when I when I make me my black wizard, it's over for you beaches. So <laughs> that's kind of where I stand on the whole thing. But right now with the movies, I've been watching all the movies to, you know, get ready for the game. And uh, I am I just finished Goblet of Fire last night and then now oh, i have man. to watch order of the phoenix do you like goblet of fire i mean obvi- i like all of the movies i don't right, know why same. i like phrase that in a weird way um it's goblet of fire because i feel like this is i saw your i saw is your it letter either box. your favorite it's either like in your top faves yeah, or it's yeah. in the bottom of your list which one does it fall for, for right you? now only because i i'm, I'm kind of ranking them very freshly it's my first ranking of the harry potter movies i'm ranking them as i watch them Mm-hmm. I gotta be honest, man. I love Goblet of, Goblet of Fire. <laughs> they got the Batman in there. What you want me to do? <laughs> every, t- every time Robert comes on screen, I'm like, holy shit, you became Bruce Wayne. What the uh, it's fuck? It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling Dana, I was like, yeah, this is this is when um this is this is Robert one of Robert Pattinson's first worlds, and I was Cedric. Oh man, and he's good in it too, and and I love good. Goblet. I don't know what it is. This is I, I love Goblet of Fire. What's your what's your favorite out of all of them? Oh, Prisoner of Azkaban. See, my I knew it. How do I know? Because that's like right now. That's in my least. Oh, you and Alex with this fucking Prisoner of Azkaban hate. <laughs> That's in my least as, as as of like my right now my ranking. I'm like this. Is, I mean, I watch it though. I'm like, this is such a Hannah ass movie. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> I love Alfonso Cuarón. Um, it, it I just love that it's darker. It I is. Mean, it's, it's very before, dark. It's before the PG thirteen rating because mm-hmm. Goblet of Fire is actually when it got its first PG thirteen rating. Um, so Prisoner of Azkaban is a PG, but it just even going uh down to part two yeah um i still think asgaman is far and away the darkest harry potter movie i mean just in tone and visuals too Mm -hmm. it's oh it's so up my alley i love it so much and then you get like all the weird shit with the time travel oh my god the time travel is great i was watching it and i was like i I had forgotten that they did that because i'm gonna be honest i haven't watched the harry potter movies in probably since i became 
like a big cinephile in this. Mm. And I'm not going to sit here in front and be like, oh, yeah, I've been into movies since the day I was born. You know, it wasn't that. That <laughs> <laughs> wasn't that wasn't the case. You know what I mean? I had I gradually got into like the same thing with you. I gradually yeah. got into it. It was around like 20. It was around like 2013, 14. Where I where it really picked up for me, and I think that's the last time I the last time I watched the Harry Potter movies was like back in like 2010, 11, maybe 12, you know. So they're all kind of fresh to me right now, and I had forgotten about the time travel stuff. Oh my god, this is done so good because they the way it's set up in the beginning, and I was like, oh, Nolan, did you sucks, take from man. this? Mm. <laughs> 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 We're Interstellar. I was like, Nolan, what, what are you is doing? As man is 2000. Four? four i think and goblet of fire like 2005 yeah and now i'm getting ready to go to uh order of the goblet of fire is so funny because it was it was all of their awkward phases mm-hmm. um deep ass all voices. of the hair yeah the, <laughs> the voices are up and down the hair is crazy it's so funny bro i, I was watching it and I'm, I'm just coming off of prisoner of azkaban and then ron in the in the movie he's like bloody hell i was like what the fuck <laughs> i was like well Sheesh. like i said uh god of fire is their first pg-13 so. yeah which is doesn't really feel like it i feel like the Prisoner of Azkaban would be the PG thirteen. I know, but Goblet of Fire. I mean, this is it's, it's probably because of the whole death stuff that happens mm-hmm. in the movie and all that shit. And God of Fire is really fun. The whole like what wizard tournament it? that is oh, very fun. It. Man, yeah, I love it so much. So next is Order of the Phoenix, and I think I blank. I, I think I blank on the Harry Potter movies completely when it gets to like um, Half Blood Prince. Blank. Okay. Completely blank. I don't remember anything. Everyone always kind of skips Order of the Phoenix and Half Blood Prince, really? and they're like, "Oh, okay," and then we get like straight into Part One and Part Two, and that's how I feel at least when I talk about them mm-hmm. with people. Um, but I'm like, I love Order of the Phoenix and I love Half Blood Prince. See, I'm excited. I'm excited. I, I, I've been I've been wanting to do a Harry Potter like marathon for a minute now, and I'm glad I'm finally doing it because it's been a long time for me. So, and these movies are like beloved and stuff, and then you get to like. The Fantastic Beast movies, and you're like, what happened? What happened? That first Fantastic Beast movie is really good. I love it's fun. that first I one. I think it's cute. It's fun. It's lighthearted. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't hold a candle to like the original series. Yeah, at least yeah. like to me, I love the first Fantastic Beast movies, mm-hmm. but um, just the original eight mm-hmm. mean so much to me. And Fantastic Beast, I can love it all I want, but it just it will never hit the same way that harry potter does yeah, yeah so it's true i didn't know they i didn't know you were i knew you loved the movie but i didn't know you was it was as close to you so that's exciting so i guess like I now them every year yeah i guess like now with my rewatch with my rewatch and uh marathon every time every week when we come on i'm just gonna you know fucking gush about I'm excited yeah because like i'm super excited i've only i've only remember when i was i remember going to see I, I didn't go to I didn't see um I didn't see uh, Order of the Phoenix two Deathly Hallows Part two in theaters I only saw the first four no first five in theaters so I'm excited to get into I got that 4K I got my sound bar it's been lit so I smile <laughs> so I'm excited with that but um all right what else is going on with you that's it that's, that's all you've been watching that's all you've been catching up with. Um, I'm also watching Dexter season two. Again? 
Then let it go. Well, listen, it's, it's my turn to choose a season of TV <laughs> for Movie Club, and I chose Dexter. I'm not surprised, because it's like, it's just the only thing. Oh, whatever. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so, all right, before we get into, like, Mailbag and The Last of Us, uh, listen, Hannah, we got to talk. Real talk. About what? What's your gripe with my with, with Mia Goth? Like, for real. What's up? I just think that she's... I just think that she's very <laughs> mediocre. This is the thing. On, is right. whenever I see actresses or actors doing things mm-hmm. that I think other people do more successfully, I just, I can't help but only think about how good I think ex-actress or ex-actor would be instead of them. And with Mia Goth, everything that I've seen her in, she has a shtick. And I will she agree does with that. that I will agree with that. Very very well okay okay that's fair i'm glad you said that at least it kind of falls into mediocrity a bit for me because i can't help but think about how other much margot robbie would eat Mm -hmm. so (laughs) that's my thing you know why you know why i was gonna hold my judgment on the uh she has a she has like a true not not a i won't say yeah i would say trope as far as like this is what this is this is the voice that i'm gonna do and everything I was gonna hold off until her next her next feature that wasn't with with uh, with with T West, you know, because I was like, okay, obviously with X there's a character with Pearl there's a character, but I saw the clip from uh from Infinity Pool and I was like, man, that sounds like Pearl, bruh. So I get what you're saying. I I 100% get what you're saying. I love her and I love her roles. I do enjoy her as an actress and I want to see her in more, but it does it does kind of it does get annoying when somebody is in like two or three things and then immediately we're like get them in Marvel or DC and I'm like fuck, bro. Oh my god, Mia Goth Harley Quinn, <sighs> shut up. <laughs> shut up. You guys are so boring. I, I this know. is my thing. What? What? No, 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 hold on. L- listen to me. Listen to me. <laughs> I hate I know fan casting isn't that serious and it'll never be that serious because obviously it's just fan casting, but I'm like why are you guys so fucking boring? Like con- consistently so boring with your ideas. Like think outside of the box, please, for once in your goddamn life. This is my whole issue with the fucking John Krasinski Fantastic Four thing. It's just boring. <laughs> Mia Goth as Harley Quinn is so fucking boring because we just saw her do it for two fucking movies. And we're gonna see her do it again. What what's what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> you just want to see one person do one thing for the entirety of your life and that's like fulfilling to you Hannah, please sorry <laughs> i just asked the question you got all hot and stuff like because please. this is all i've seen on twitter for like fucking a year straight because of these goddamn ty west movies oh my god Hannah. sorry <laughs> are you really sorry no, I'm not. <laughs> Man, bro. Oh my god! All right, everyone. Well, with that being said, everyone, we are going to go on a quick break. We, when we come back, we are going to get some of your questions in, as well as talk about the big news from today regarding the Last of Us's season two renewal. So, when we get back, we'll get into all that. Back in a moment, everyone. Cinemania Live. <laughs>
Alrighty, back on the show here, Cinemania Live. My name is Dwayne, joined by my co-host, Hannah Louise. Yo, you chilled out now? God. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Just making sure you're straight, because, you know, poor Mia Goff just trying to breathe. Did you see that clip, though, Sorry. about the uh, Oscars thing? Oh, my God. I was howling. Just, that was... pissed me off so bad, too. Because it just rubs me the wrong way whenever, like, anyone does this, really. They don't care about anything until it benefits them. And the whole thing is, this woman has never said anything about this in her goddamn life. I mean, why would she? Well, she was asked. But I'm just saying. (laughs) It's like, oh, now I'm all of a sudden passionate about horror being included in the Academy. But only because of her. Listen, but only because it would benefit her. That's it. I it just rubbed me I, I wrong do way. kind of agree with what she was saying about, you know, you know, once she finally got into it, I was like, damn, like spit it out. But she, she, but I, I agree to an extent. But let's let's let you calm down. Let's get to some mailbag. <laughs> let's let's get to some mailbag questions. So you can chill. Okay. This person here says, okay, if you want to send us a message, any everyone. It is through email. Just email us over at cinemania2018 at outlook.com and we will answer your questions when we're on the air. Okay, this person here says, What did you guys think about the Shazam Fury of the Gods trailer? IDK, I'm just not into it. Ooh. I agree. That trailer was ass, bro. I think all of the trailers for this movie has been ass. Like that trailer, like I agree, and when I saw it the first time, when when they showed it at Comic Con, and I was just like, "Great," you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, especially with the news of the uh, you know, whole the whole DC kind of thing too. Um, everyone is like talking about the theories of the movie, thinking that oh my god, Wonder Woman's in. I'm like, but who cares? Because they're all like, it's done. So I just really can't get invested. It's it's different when something is not connected to the universe, obviously, and it comes out and it's great, like the Batman, um, mm-hmm. or for me, Joker. You know, it has nothing to do with anything. But these movies that are connected to the universe, knowing that they're like for the most part, they might just be done. This just like mm, I I don't know. But the trailers, I it doesn't feel like it has the same kind of heart or spark like the first one did it's very big and bombastic i felt like i was watching man of steel and parts of the trailer i was like why why so much destruction and this it just did not feel like shazam and i feel like it's almost too funny yeah it's not funny though i mean i don't know i mean i I mean there's too much jokes yeah i agree funny because i don't think the jokes are funny but it seems like they're like firing like every minute Oh, and I know it's just a trailer. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying that, like, I mean, I can't even. I'm I'm not like hyping up the Ant Man trailers either, so I can't even use that as an argument. I was gonna say something else. Black I know black. the Ant Man trailers are doing the same thing, but I'm not like defending those. Yeah, yeah. Um, because <laughs> right. those are bad too. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I told the Hero Hour chat like this first couple of months of uh 2023 when it comes to cbms like i'm straight like i haven't even bro i haven't even rsvp'd for the ammon and the wasp screening and i haven't bought my tickets for and it's crazy because 
like Wakanda Forever, man, I RSVP'd for the screening, and I, even though I didn't go to the screening, and I got my tickets as soon as they went on sale. You know, that's usually what it is for me when it comes to Marvel movies. I get my ticket, and I RSVP for the screening, like, right away. Like, if, if you go if you go to a year ago for Doctor Strange, I mean, man, I had two tickets ready. Like, I had my Saturday with my mom, and then I had my Thursday, and then I had the RSVP before seeing it. This is, like, well before, way before seeing it. Man, they dropped that trailer. Tickets on sale. I was like, bro, I do not care, man. I just, <laughs> I, I don't. And I, and, I, and I thought, I really thought that Kang would be the, would be like the sole thing to get me excited. And that, and that's still the case, but it's not getting me to like buy a ticket. You know, it's not getting me to run to the theater. And I remember Leo was talking about how, you know, oh, you know, this movie has Kang. It's going to get a lot of people. And I'm like, like, I don't think Jonathan Majors, I, I I love him as an actor, and I think he's a star, but I don't think the general audience is there yet, just yet, because it's still kind of early for him. And you don't really have examples in the box office of his movies kind of going crazy. So I don't think that's going to bring a bunch of people who wasn't really interested in the Ant-Man movies to get them to be like, oh my God, but it has Kang in there. And especially the general audience probably do not know who Kang is because it'll be like our first time seeing him live action, um, you know, besides Loki. So I, I, I don't I don't know, just something about the movie and then this Shazam movie. I don't know. Both of them are just oof. And then when you get to like when you get to Guardians 3, that's when I'm like jacked because then on then after Guardians oh, 3, yeah. it's like after that, I think it's Spider-Verse. So I'm like, OK, now I'm in. But this first two months, I don't know. This is. It's not for me. I kind of feel the same. I, I mean, what do you think about that? As far as like going from Ant Man and then into uh, Shazam: Fury of the Gods, you kind of the same way. Like, I don't know. I watched that that Chish, that uh, Fury of the Gods trailer once, and I was like, oh, I'm good, man. I don't know. We'll see. They're, they're both kind of like the same, like feel too. Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, like they feel like the same movie in a way, kind of. Yeah, like they very much have the same tone. And it's not a tone that I particularly love, at least yeah. in comic book movies. Right. Um. I mean, I know I love Far From Home, but it's a different like the Spider-Man movies to me are a different t- kind of comedy than these movies, like the Ant-Man and the Shazam movies. Even though I think Shazam, the first one, is a very funny movie, but it didn't seem like it was doubling down on the comedy as hard as this one is because that one seemed like yes it had comedy but we're really doubling down on the family aspects of this movie the emotional center of it um kind of like the guardians movies even though i don't really love the comedy in the guardians movies either but the thing is is those movies definitely put the emotional core first um and we know that by now what two movies in but the ant-man movies have tried but never successfully done that i definitely think that they have always tried to prioritize the emotional core which is like cassie and um and fuck what's what's his name guy a guy cassie Uh, and scott 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 lang right (laughs) is that his name yeah yeah man yeah Okay. Okay. Oh so Cassie God. and Scott, Jesus Christ, I couldn't remember. I, I just, cause my mind was doing that thing where I could only think about Stephen Lang. I know that's an actor oh, okay, and okay, I, okay. I couldn't get that out of my head. Um, but Scott Lang, oh, <laughs> Cassie man. and Scott, they've definitely tried to prioritize their relationship, but it's just never really been successful at least to get me to care about it like that. The most I've ever cared about it is that one little scene in Endgame. 
Um, and then they and recast. Oh, and then God. they recast, and they're doubling down on it in Quantumania. And I'm like, I just don't give a fuck. I um, agree. And with Shazam, that emotional like family cord, that movie was so so good. And now it seems like they're really doubling down on spectacle and the comedy. And I know it's just trailers. The movie could be totally different, but mm-hmm. all I can go off of is the trailers right now. Um, and I. To me, at least, I preferred the campy, like, family dynamic in the first one to this, like, oh, my God, look at all the spectacle and how cool. and Which one? Both of them, right? Or just, like, Ant-Man? No, uh, Shazam more. Yeah. I, I, I would say both of them, I don't think too. Ant-Man has ever been campy. True, true, true. Fair, fair. They would people. people I prefer Shazam, the first Shazam to the, both Ant Man movies. Is what I'll say. Oh, I completely agree, hundred percent. I mean, that's that's facts. I mean, what you mean? Um, but <laughs> yeah, I agree. I don't know. It, it, it feels like you know, sequelitis is very much a thing, and uh, it happens in all kind of sequels where you have to go bigger and broader and stuff. And I get it. I understand it. But um, that's why I love the 21 Jump Street movies, because it's like, oh, yeah. just, what if it works? Fine. You know, it's like. And well, they did that while also kind of going bigger, right? and going bigger. But right. they were aware of that. And I know we've kind of been burnt out on meta comedy now, especially mm-hmm. with Deadpool being as, as successful as it was. Right. But 21 Jump Street is probably like the most successful um example that i can think of before that mm-hmm. and we definitely weren't burnt out on it at that time and even then those movies still hold up incredibly well and i'm not saying that like they're like super old or anything yeah yeah but for you know 2010s comedies those are like the gold standard and i really do miss comedies from that era i feel like we don't have them anymore and it's like it's like you know, like them, you know, the neighbors. It's movies. the mid-budget, like those. mid-budget blockbuster comedies that everyone went out to see with, like you know, yep. blank star attached to it, like Zac yep. Efron, fucking Channing Tatum, Tatum, Tatum. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Even Sandra Bullock, like they tried with that one Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum movie, and I think it was like kind of successful. Oh, last but, last year with um, the Lost City, mm-hmm. yeah, it was it, it it was good, but it was I think it was still PG thirteen, like it wasn't the same. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I really missed the R-rated... Like, you know, I was watching a Blu-ray the other day, and they uh, randomly, the trailer for... Uh, do you remember the movie with Jonah Hill, Sitter, I think it's called? Where he's Sitter. a babysitter or something like that? Uh-uh. Okay, well, that came on, the trailer. I was like, man, they do not make movies like that anymore. They just don't. And um, I don't know if it's because of comedians nowadays. They be, they be getting cooked because of, like what they do you know in their in their you know in their sets i don't know if that because those movies are kind of raunchy too raunchy but, or something but i don't know but i miss those but they're not though that's the yeah thing. i miss it's those like, movies yeah there's definitely a lot of 2000s comedies or like horror movies in particular actually um that are very problematic um and it's just stuff that you kind of can't really overlook um right but with comedies at least i don't think that they've ever been i mean i know a lot of people kind of point to super bad and like oh like it's you know it's problematic whatever but i'm like but that movie knows that it's like doing that it's on purpose doing that there's a lot of movies like i think of fucking hostile where they're just like 
it's problematic and it has no idea that it's problematic Mm -hmm. um and with the 21 jump street movies there's a lot of racy jokes in them but it's nothing like being like oh i hate gay people right or like nothing like that it they're racy but they're like tastefully racy if you get what i'm trying to say Mm -hmm. um and i don't i just don't know if people can find the way to walk that line anymore or what or if they're too scared to even try and walk that line the last one i can think of is maybe like the gentleman the gentleman or like good boys from like 2019 i think that was um that that came close but yeah i don't know like i you you you've seen the neighbors movies right with um, i love the neighbor movies, man the neighbors like they movies. just don't do those i don't i don't know yeah. and i miss those and Studios don't want to spend like fifty thousand, fifty, fifty thousand, fifty million dollars on a you know quirky little comedy anymore because I don't I don't know why people just won't show up. Yeah, like why not put that? Sh- I can't. I'm trying to figure out what was the last like comedy that was like truly successful. I would say The Lost City did really well, but I think that was also that was also PG thirteen. I think. But mm-hmm. I I could I gotta go back with like with Larry or something one of these days because I I don't remember it's been like a it's been a while be, though. That would be like a fun conversation to talk about the death of the mid budget blockbuster Ooh, comedy. Oh, look at you trying to cook. Okay, okay then. I'm see, I'm see, it was like a big thing. <laughs> you're right. No, you're right. I, that's what I'm saying. Like physical media. I know streaming. This is, is the a, end. There's so yes, many. like you know physical media, and you know I know streaming is like popular and. You know what I mean? But like, I was looking at my blue. I was just, I was, I was selling, I was selling duplicates of Blu-rays that I had. So I was going through all my movies. You know, anything that I have three ofs, fours of, like it's bad. It's bad for me. Like I had, I I I told you this. I had three Martians. Like what? Oh my god! (laughs) I had yeah because they 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 released a 4K a couple of years ago. I have the regular regular Blu-ray, and then I have the Steelbook. And I was like, man, I ain't getting rid of the steel book, but I want the 4K, but I'm definitely gonna so I'm definitely gonna get rid of the regular Blu-ray of it. So I was doing that and I'm going through my movies. And I'm like, oh man, neighbors. And I was like, oh man, like the hangover. Oh man, super bad. And I was like, man, they don't do this no more. Like, what's going on? And I was like, I was getting sad because I was like, what what's out there? That movie with George Clooney and like what? <laughs> what are we doing? The racy, racy com- comedy movies now is like "Marry Me" with Jennifer Lopez. Like, what is we doing? Can we get like the R-rated stuff back? You know, I kind of miss those. So I don't know. It's kind of depressing. Um, I don't know how we got to that going from Shazam, but I think it happens. I guess. Um, I mean, I think I think it's a good conversation. Like even starting with Shazam because. Mm-hmm. Bro, why the fuck are these movies costing two hundred million dollars? And Shazam does not need to. I mean, the no. dead. I know Deadpool two is probably more expensive, but Deadpool one was fifty million dollars. Deadpool two, I think, was just below a hundred million. Ah oh, man. But the thing is, is you can see it in those movies though. The thing is with like Shazam or like an Ant Man Quantumania, I'm like, yeah, there's a lot of like green screen and like, you know, CGI and stuff like that, but it doesn't look like expensive CGI or expensive green screen. It looks shitty. It looks bad. So I'm like, it you does. don't see Yo. the mo- the money on screen with Deadpool 2. Deadpool 2 costs under $100 million. You can see that. 
in the movie. It looks gorgeous. <laughs> the movie, it's a well-made movie. That's the difference. Or like like um, movies like Kick-Ass. That movie was $30 million to make. It's a comedy. It's R. It's like superhero. It's like budget superheroes and it's funny. Nobody wants to make these yeah. little mid-budget movies was, and, anymore. And that was like, that was 2010. And that's one of my favorite movies ever. Okay, it's like the I first Kick-Ass. looking on thinking about um some like comedies and like fucking like easy a or mm-hmm. like something like the house bunny like yep. all these movies i remember them being like big deals like warm bodies even i know that's like a yeah no like they were like, regulars they and... were big deals and like blockbuster movies you could make them for like close to nothing and get like a huge return on them because people actually showed up oh, God. <laughs> i yeah and then i just I don't know why Shazam's budget looks insane. And I was just like, WB, you didn't have to. They probably want to be more flashy because of the first movie's box office wasn't crazy. So when these movies don't do insane numbers, they're like, okay, so this means it needs to be bombastic. And I think that's what this, that's the same thing that uh the ant-man movies are suffering for. Like as far as quantum mania, because this dude, this director was like, Peyton Reed, he was like, <laughs> he's like, well, I don't want to be the, uh, I don't want to be the, 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 the palate cleanser anymore. And uh, I was like, why not? Like, why do you need, you don't need another, you don't need to be the epic movie. You don't need to be yeah. that. Like when, and uh, I was watching, cl- there was like clips online of just somebody who was just, was just like comparing the movies and, you know, I, I don't know what I was watching. But it was like clips of the first Ant-Man movie. And he's there. Literally the end battle is them in a child's bedroom. Yeah. And I was like, great. And this one, it's like they go out of the main, they go out of like the city or the whatever, the street level stuff. And that's one of the things that I enjoyed about Ant-Man was that he feels more like a street level kind of hero. And I just thought, I just think that works for the character then I don't I, I don't equate the words epic and Avengers level movie with Ant Man. I just don't I just don't I, have that. I guess I just I never really thought of Ant Man in a fantastical way. And it seems like that's what we're going with for Quantumania is a lot of fantasy sci fi stuff. Mm-hmm. And I know like these movies, uh the MC movies are rooted in sci fi just, you know, in their DNA, um, because they're, you know, superheroes. But this Quantumanium stuff is just, it's, it's not, it's not what I at least liked about Ant-Man before. I agree. And even as someone who like, who tanks on the Ant-Man movies, even, even I'm a little, I'm just disconnected with why you went this route for the Ant-Man movies. And I'm sure the movie's going to do well. It's going to be fine. And no one's going to panic, but it's just like i don't know man these backdrops look a mess why does the quantum i don't know i don't know but uh man i just know only thing i do know is that i the my favorite ant-man was what we got in endgame and it just man i just remember being in the theater when it makes me cry bad he is so good with him and his daughter and then Man, it's almost making me kind of, it's almost making me kind of, like, 
like choke up a bit in some moments with the whole father daughter thing. Anytime you do father daughter shit, father son, it's gonna get me. Every it's time. just it's it's gonna <laughs> it's bad for me. So when we get into like the last ep- couple episodes of the Last of Us, that's it. But Ooh. but like you know, for me with Ant Man. One of the th- I remember he was one of my Let favorite. Let Rudd be a good actor. Yeah, I just, don't understand I don't why. Like we as a society have forgotten that Paul Rudd is a really good actor and that he just doesn't only do comedy. Yeah. Paul Rudd can act, guys. I mean, and that's very <laughs> obvious in the like minute that they give him in Endgame to actually be an actor and right. just how much it's literally a minute scene and so many people like constantly talk about it just because of how good it is and how good paul rudd and uh, i forgot emma Furman, emma Furman um yeah. was in that scene like holy shit and i remember watching endgame and one of my one of my favorite characters in that movie was ant-man which is crazy when you think about it yeah because of how much i shit on the movies but like anyway <laughs> because i remember i remember watching the the climax of the movie the ending the end battle and I remember when they get blown up, right? That scene where, like, that mm-hmm. scene's crazy. If you go back and like think about all that, it's stuff. so good. It's so good. Ant Man, he's like the first one to see the life is like coming back, and then they get blown up, right? One of my favorite things that they did with him is that he's tiny and he's looking for his friends. You know what I mean? Like he's going through all the rubble because he can get through it fine. And I was like, Ant Man, what the fuck are you gonna do when you get them? Like, when you get down there. And I didn't even think about it. And when they're doing the crescendo and everyone's returning, if you forget about Ant-Man and all of them, the other people who are underground, and everybody's like, it's such a good scene. Everybody's coming back, and Black Panther's here, and and Thor, and Valkyrie, and everybody's here, Rescue, everybody's here. And then Wong is like, no, Doctor Strange is like, is that everyone? And then Wong is like, like you wanted more? And then Ant-Man's big ass comes <laughs> from the rubble. And I remember that's like one of the biggest pops of the movie when I went to go see it. I was like, oh my God, yes, Ant-Man is giant man. And he has all of them in, he has all of them in his hand. And it's so fucking good. And then he doesn't shrink. He's like, why the fuck would I shrink? I'm Ant-Man. I'm giant man now. Why the fuck would I get small again? <laughs> And he's like, when they all charge, Ant-Man's big ass is like in the back <laughs> charging with them. Oh, man, it's so good. And then I got Quantum Mania. What the fuck? I don't know. I don't want this shit. So, Jonathan Majors, I love you. <laughs> yeah, that's all I got for this movie. But, man, I got to watch Endgame again. Anyway, so this person here says, get some other questions. This person here says, um, when is when do you guys think James Gunn is going to announce his plans? IDK, dude, I just wish they'd just get announced so I can stop. With this Honestly, Twitter. let them cook. Let them cook for as long as they need to because I'm tired of this rebooting of the DCU. This needs to be the last time this happens. And if it fails again, then we just need to put it to rest. Truly, we we it's too many times. Uh, let them cook for as long as they need to actually make a very solid plan that they're going to stick to and not be like, oh, just kidding, we changed our minds again. <laughs> well, it no. is looking like it is looking like it's going. He, he keeps saying January. So my prediction is that it's Monday. So okay. we're doing a Hero Hour show, everyone, on Sunday to kind of predict what's the announce- what the announcements are going to be. So stay tuned for that. But I think it's going to be Monday because then January 31st is Tuesday. So I think we're going to get everything on Monday. I hope so. It- it's looking like what, I- what I've seen or heard, it's that it's going to be like on the soundstage and stuff. And it's going to be... You remember how like kind of like fandom and like Matt Reed's like on that soundstage for the yeah. Batman? It's gonna be something like that. 
So that's fine with me. Just announce a few things. As far as predictions of what he's going to announce to get some out of the way, uh, obviously Superman, I'm, I'm, my guess is that they're going to just announce some movies. I don't think they're going to straight up do castings right away, but I think they're going to announce movies first. Uh, my kind of thought on this is that I think they should have waited until these movies were over, like, you know, like getting into next year, then announce everything because i swear to god if you come on that stage and be like jason momoa is lobo i'm gonna be like bro don't he gotta it's just gonna make his aquaman movies seem so lesser than when it comes out yeah the flat i don't know so uh, i'm hoping so my guess is that it's gonna be on monday or tuesday because he did say he keeps saying january every time people ask him so we'll see what happens any peacemaker 2 season you know, let that go. It's over. Peacemaker 2 season. <laughs> Peacemaker season 2 <laughs> date announcement. What got canceled? Wasn't it like Doom Patrol and... Uh... Doom Patrol and Titans. I mean, I, don't, I really don't give a fuck about Titans. Um, <laughs> But Doom Patrol made me really sad. It makes sense. I, I get it. It's they're, they're starting over or they're doing stuff and I don't know. So I we'll see. We'll see what happens. But okay, let's get into our final topic before we get off air here. And that is... The Last of Us being renewed for season two. It was announced today via Twitter. Uh, big announcement. Hannah was sleeping through most of it. God. I was sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> so, big announcement from that that they're doing The Last of Us season two. It's kind of been confirmed that they're doing the second game. But Neil, my brother, listen to me. Please. I need you. To do my plan, please, Neil. Like, <laughs> just do it. Don't start the first season with Abby. Don't. I mean, the first episode with Abby. Let her cook until like episode nine or something, so we can do. I don't know. I really, I really just can't see them. Like, I know taking Peter Pascal out so fast. Also, I, too, I really it's can't. like if you want to HBO, they're like, oh, this is a new one, brother. This is our new thing, and it's like. You're going to be done if you do the second game in the second season. That's it. Because if they're, listen, if they are developing, there hasn't even been an announcement for part three. There's been kind of like, oh, yeah, if we come up with something, we'll. Whispers. Yeah, whispers. So I'm I'm thinking about game development. It does not take a year or two to develop a game. You saw how long we had to wait for, I mean, Hannah didn't have to wait, but but we had to wait (laughs) for The Last of Us Part 2. That Last of Us Part 1 came out in 2013. Part 2 came out in 2020. So if they announce Part 3, that shit is not coming out until, what, 2026? 27? So, listen, Neil, you have no choice. If you want to elongate these seasons, you got to do my plan. I'm saying, but... (laughs) Besides all that, I'm very happy about the news. Um, I mean, like we were saying earlier in the show, it was inev- it was inevitable. I mean, I'm excited. The Abby casting is going to be the most scariest casting of all time on the internet. So, I am excited though. What's your what's your kind of general statements on all this? I mean, I'm loving the show so far. We're only two episodes in. Mm-hmm. You know, things can change, obviously. Um, but loving the show so far. This is super exciting to me because. I really, I love part two to pieces, so I'm very excited to see um, 
what adaptions we can make to that, even though there's nothing that I'm like, oh yeah, that needs to be changed. Um, but I just think, I think adaptions can be exciting. And so far it's been exciting for these last two episodes to just see like the little changes that they made uh, and, you know, be in this world again. So part two is just, is going to be just as exciting. Um, but yeah, uh, very scared for the Abby casting. Not only that, but having to live through the Abby controversy again. Mm-hmm. Uh, not again, but for the first time. Because uh, <laughs> it's going to drive me absolutely insane. What I will say, and I'm going to be on the front lines for her the entire time. Trust. What, what I will, <laughs> what I will say about that, and um, I'm interested to see what you think. What I will say about being con- controversy for Abby when it comes to season two, and how how it's the reactions are going to be, I will I will say that although the majority of like the human race, I would say the majority of us are somewhat intelligent, like gamers, especially male white male gamers, they are very. How can I say this? Not smart. <laughs> so I think when you're when you're going into a season, like okay, it's so like for instance, I always bring my mother up in one of the in these shows. Let's bring her up now. She watched the show. I mean, she watched me play The Last of Us Part Two, and then when it was done, she wasn't like, ah, ah. you know what I mean? She was like, okay, she's like, interesting. Okay, so this is like a, you know what I mean? She's she's dissecting it. She's yeah. kind of talking about it like mature people do she wasn't like god damn it that's what they did after all you know what i mean like she (laughs) agreed with me that the abby section was a little too long we don't gotta get into it now hannah but just like let let us cook (laughs) she agreed that she missed ellie a little bit but you know what i'm saying even when i say that when i say you know i think the abby section is a little too long I, I miss my Ellie. You know what I mean? I'm not mm-hmm. over here like, oh, ugh, fuck you, naughty dog. You know what I mean? So I will say that I feel like the TV watching audience is going to be a little better well, than the I game audience. You get what I'm saying? The thought of, I wonder if things change when you take um, the player out of it. Right. I mean, obviously you're still watching it, but you're not playing it. I know if you don't, if you haven't played the games then it's not really going to make much sense to you what i'm saying but just trust that it is a different experience playing it than watching it it's a lot more passive it is um it's a lot more (laughs) passive as much as you want to say that like you're in the show there it doesn't compare to playing it it's true um (laughs) so i wonder if taking the player out of it will change the perspective at all um, especially since now you're going to be getting perspective from a lot of characters and not just playing as Ellie single-handedly and Abby single-handedly. Um, obviously, you'll get, you know, perspectives from... I, we're doing the same thing right now in season one of this. Um, you only play as Joel. I mean, for the majority of the game, you only play as Joel. Mm-hmm. Um, By the way, I started, and- le- I started left behind today. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, you did? <laughs> slay. Um, well, not slay, because it's really sad. But anyway... Um- <laughs> Uh, but you play as Joel for the majority of the time, and the show is definitely being told. I mean, at least so far, I mean, episode two was told from almost primarily Ellie's perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and we don't get Ellie until the winter section of the game, which is well into um, part one. Right. So, right. yeah, I do wonder if that will change anything for everyone. Yeah, because it's not going to be like, it's not going to be like a, yeah, I, I agree, because as a player, 
you have to put some of yourself in the character, right? Mm-hmm. Like, but you're... also it is kind of a double-edged sword because I feel like um, a lot of hmm, playing part two, like it, the act itself, playing it, uh, adds a lot to the emotional center of the game. It does, and I'm not saying that it can't translate to TV, but I just don't know if it will translate. I guess as effective for me and that could even happen with you know part one so far Mm -hmm. um i'm not sure but i yeah i i agree and i do think that again when you're when you're playing the game when you're playing the video game it's like part of you is in that character like for instance your joel like hannah's joel is not the same as my joel my exactly. Joel, <laughs> my Joel likes to explore. <laughs> Hannah's Joel is like, fuck this, let's get to that. <laughs> fuck these rooms, let's get to the fucking, you know what I mean? So it's just, but not even just the whole, like, how are you, play. yeah, but it's just like, it, it's also the way you play the games. Like, I remember when I, when I was helping you with The Last of Us um, a couple of years ago, and I went in and you were just fucking going into rooms guns a blazing i said what the <laughs> fuck is this <laughs> so it's you know what i mean so part of you as a person is in the character because you're obviously controlling the character obviously yeah. the cutscenes you're not you're not controlling cutscenes unless you go into those like decision based games yeah. um, you know what i mean um but it's 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 i i completely agree so it's going to be interesting to see how it how they adapt it for tv when it's not like oh i gotta play as this person are you kidding you know what i mean so let's let's see what they do because there's been plenty of and also that thing of the player having to play as abby and not being able to go back to ellie is part of what makes um part two so challenging and i know that's Mm -hmm. a problem that a lot of people have with it is that it challenges the player but and not challenges as in oh my god this like level is so hard yeah um no like emotionally challenging because it's true it took me when i was it was jarring for me because you know for me as a gamer my games do this all the time it'll be like it's like 20 minutes it's like one mission then i was like oh they doubling down i said okay so we're doing a whole nother all right (laughs) you know so it took me a little bit so I, i yeah i get what you're saying but um yeah, it'll be interesting. Is basically what this whole ramble has been. Yeah, I I agree. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. I but I am excited. I'm excited for more Last of Us. I can't believe how successful it's been. Yo, the first episode surpassing twenty two million domestic viewers. The f- twenty two. Oh my god. It, but I just I also want to say this like. I'll, I'll take viewers out of it just for a second. Mm-hmm. Just socially, I guess, if I could put it in perspective for you re- real quick, because I was looking at it today. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just looking down Bella Ramsey's Twitter just because. And when the first episode aired, their their tweets were yep, know, averaging exactly around like yep. 30K likes. Mm-hmm. Any of the tweets, like pictures of them um, or them with Pedro or mm-hmm. like anything that around 30K, right? When the second episode aired, now their tweets are averaging at least a hundred k. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, dude, I man, I I wasn't expecting it. You and I both were very scared to see how this is gonna translate to people, but this is working for people, 
and Craig and Neil, I, we, they cooking We knew there. that it would be successful. We didn't even not like, this, man. Not this. Twenty-two yeah. <laughs> million for for like the first episode being twenty-two million. I don't know what the second episode is at, but like it's that's insane. And it also goes to show why the week to week model that might be it because it is it's always been it <laughs> it's, it's true because when this if if you drop this up this whole season we would already been done not us you and i because we're geeks and we're nerds about the the, the, mm-hmm. the product but it would have been out of the zeitgeist by now yeah like if the one when, when was the first episode two weeks ago it would have been yeah. out of the zeitgeist right now if you if you would have if we already would have seen the episode all of our conversations it's we're done now we're talking about what they're gonna do for season two you know what i mean that's how it is it's like netflix they that tr- they're trying to do the whole let's do let's do a part here and then let's do another part there but even that like that works to an extent but it's not the week-to-week model it's not it's the wandavision's week-to-week crazy you know what i mean like the mm-hmm. amount of content you get from people and just it's i'm seeing so much last of us videos online like youtube and i'm just like yo this is crazy man and i think this hbo they still prove that the week to week model is that's 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 it so good shit all around for me but um week to week and believing in your shows by the way yeah it's crazy just like how netflix and i know they're they're such different services Mm -hmm. but netflix just generates so much content and then just throws it into the wind and doesn't really give a shit about it. Mm-hmm. It's true. <laughs> after it's, it's true. reached the service, after it's out, they, no marketing. they don't think about it again. But mm-hmm. the thing is with HBO, they they give a shit about their shows. You know, mm-hmm. they we get the week to week model and then even while it's airing, I, I see it every day on fucking TV. I see commercials for it every single day. Mm-hmm. They're still marketing the show. Uh, and and uh netflix man you get a you get a third season you'll get like a little trailer and that's it that's it that is all you get <laughs> there's nothing else because they can't spend any more money on anything else besides pumping out content and it's like you keep deleting all your you keep like canceling all your shows and this is like nobody knows these shows are good you know like it's another season of outer Bay. i don't watch the show anymore but outer banks is coming out in like a week i know what <laughs> I, I go on Netflix the other day. I go on Netflix the other day, right? And I'm just like, I just just go on it because I'm like, man, it's been a minute. And you, season four is like two weeks. I said, what? It's crazy. Whatever, dude. I don't know what's happening. Y'all got some things to figure out over there at Netflix because that's a mess. But um, By the way, you season four looks really good. It does. I already started my season two and season three rewatch. I'm already getting to it. Seeing young yeah. Jenna Ortega is so weird. I know. I was like, holy smokes, there you go. How are you? <laughs> but um all right everyone. Shows that have no reason being as good as they are. You. Agreed. See, I'm glad you still like you. Cause I'll be, <laughs> I'll be trusting you with TV anymore. You feel me, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I'll trust you. But um all right everyone. That is it for this episode of the Cinemania Live Show. Thank you guys all for joining us today. Uh Hannah and I will be back next week to talk about more things, probably last of us episode three and see what happens with that because everyone's supposed to be the best episode of the season that's what everyone's saying so we'll see what happens and um yes i guess coming up for us we do have our we have our box office show on sunday i'm going to try to watch infinity pool tomorrow so keep an eye out for a review for that this weekend 
um, as well as the PSITLOU for episode three. That'll probably probably be on Monday since last. The reason why we did Sunday last week is because I had a day off on Monday and I don't have another day off. So that'll probably be on Monday. So stay tuned for all of that. And Hannah, let everyone know they can follow you. Hannah on Twitter. All right, everyone, you can follow me on Twitter as well, at Cinemaniac94, and you can follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at Cinemaniac World. Thank you guys for joining us. My name is Dwayne. That was Hannah. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye.